brokerages all have their own identity. Whether they want to play the all things to all people card or not, there's a distinction when you go from interview to interview to interview or from office to office to office, you'll be able to tell these will really give you very clear distinguishing features that help you make a decision about what fits best for you. Welcome to another episode of Level Up. I'm Katie. I'm here with Daniel and we are not on video today, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> We're testing out some lab mics. We've got the it's kids just, at home. It's like the 80th mic we've tried with our podcast here. We should go back to our podcast episode where we told people how to podcast. It's true. But you These know what? These mics seem to work though. We didn't want to go into the office. It's Sunday, the, the day before our podcast is supposed to come out. Fact. Starting the year strong, but that's okay. We're doing it. Even if it's... New life, new us. Or is it new year, new you? Is that what the kids keep saying? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Live, laugh, love. All those things. But that's not what we're talking about today. No, it's not. What are we talking about today? Well, we are sort of talking about a new beginning, one might say. Sure. For some people. True. Um, And I, I don't know if it's a time of year thing or if it's just a time of the economy thing or whatever, but people go through situations where they start to think for different circumstances. They want to change their brokerage. They want to move where they are mm -hmm. to somewhere new <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit today about uh not really the nuts and bolts of the process logistically because i would suspect that's different from jurisdiction to jurisdiction depending on where you are but really the process of deciding thinking it through making sure you understand why you're thinking what you're thinking and then the process itself how best to go through it things mm -hmm. to look out for things to expect things to be excited about yeah. Everything in between. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important to preempt this conversation with, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say, you know, don't switch, but at the same time, I think a lot of people go, go into this process thinking the grass will be much greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. um, I've done three switches myself. So it's, you know, you, you really have to make sure you know what you're looking for and the and identify the reasons why you want to switch. You know, sometimes it's a location thing. Sometimes it's a like culture fit. Um, but I think where you might want to do some more soul searching before making a decision is if you find your production level or something along those lines isn't currently where you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times people leave thinking that it's the brokerage's fault. Right. Um, and, you know, sometimes it is. Sometimes they're not getting enough support. Yep. Um, but I think sometimes it's that's not the case. Well, I, I think this is going to follow a very similar, as it should, approach to even the way we talk about your annual planning and the way we talk about your really anything that you're changing or implementing for yourself and the thought process that needs to go into it is really understanding the why and going a little bit deeper than just the things aren't working so i'm going to change something yeah and in this case it's i'm going to change something that isn't about me yeah. right and this is the ultimate it's not me it's you argument that people are making and yeah. you're right that in some cases it is and and i've done one change myself that was for very specific reasons at the same time as you mm -hmm. 
but um often if it is a production thing before you just go blaming the place you are the place where you are right what did i say the place you are well, that's what i meant the place yeah is that was that just a grammar fix for me <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> blame well yeah blaming the place you are at oh place. you were at oh i yeah. thought you meant i thought you meant like the brokerage you're at like the place you are like the brokerage oh, right. whatever that is what i meant oh okay rather than blaming the place that you're at the brokerage yeah. that you're at right yeah you just missed the at so i wasn't well, sure yeah i was just <laughs> going shorter now it got a lot longer um anyway rather than doing that yes you should first do a little bit of a deeper dive into what are all the symptoms and maybe even if that does still lead to I do need to change my brokerage, at least that'll give you a little bit more insight as to what is it that you're missing and looking for mm -hmm. when you look for something new. If you identify the stuff that you're missing in your business and in your own plan is not where you're at, mm -hmm. at um, that at least helps guide what you're looking for once you look somewhere new. And this is like one of the perfect examples i know we've spoken about that curve i forget what we call it yeah like this is the valley of curve. despair yeah when you think like everybody's always intrigued by something new you know what i can change i change brokerages i can change my branding i can do all of this fun behind the scenes stuff that really has nothing to do with building your business mm -hmm. um and really maybe all you come out with is a better looking logo or you know some or new not. some new colors that you think really look good for your brand well look look at the way people recruit Right. Yeah. For the most part, it's going after and I don't blame them, but it's going after your the what's missing for you. And they're trying to create a grass is greener approach based on people here sell more or you'll sell more when you're here or we'll give you and we'll give you and, and all this stuff, which may or may not be true. But that is playing to stuff. It's almost trying to unlock additional excuses in your head. Mm -hmm. to make you want to go there but also to convince you that you for sure want to leave the brokerage you're with rather than taking a deep dive into your own situation first mm -hmm. yeah it's it, it can be tough because even if you can identify what it is that you want it can be a dangerous thing to tell that to somebody right you know like because they're obviously going to jump all over that or, you know, make sure that's the focus of the conversation, mm -hmm. which makes sense, right? But I, I would say that, you know, I know we said this is about switch, actually switching brokerages, but I would say like the approach you want to take when interviewing brokerages, it's more you ideally interviewing them mm -hmm. um, and trying to get them to explain what their competitive advantages or what sets them apart from other brokerages. Because if you start saying, because like even when I we're, want this, I yeah, want Yeah. Because like when we're talking to agents that are considering a change, like we ask that question. And if they go into it, like we're not going to lie to them. But at the same time, you're obviously going to cater your right. responses to the things that they're looking for. Right. Um, well, and it, you want to try to. the approach that. Because yeah. like for most brokerages not all but for most brokerages it's a numbers game for them mm -hmm. and while they won't necessarily take everybody who walks through the door for a lot of brokerage it, it is a case of just say what you need to say mm -hmm. or cater your answer to what it is they're looking for and that is purely you being sold mm -hmm. right you're not when you're considering switching a brokerage like you shouldn't be sold 
you should be in a lot of ways almost doing the selling, right? Like I, I, I feel like people who are switching and people who are looking to go elsewhere should still have the confidence in what they have to offer and, and what it is that, you know, not what's been missing entirely. You might know that, but like mm -hmm. Katie said, you shouldn't just go in there saying, here's everything I don't have. Yeah. Do you have it? You because have that, everyone yeah. will say, of course we do. Yeah. Even if they don't. Yeah. Um, so really, like, like you said, just go equipped to listen and ask rather than share and talk. Although yeah. in some cases, it's a bit of a red flag for me if a brokerage won't ask you anything about like, I think they yeah. will, but like you want to share some, but less about what's missing and what you're looking for and more just about telling people about yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a conversation, but I think, you know, through the years of interviewing with different agents on the opposite end, I think it's a feeling you get. And the agents that have stayed with us the longest um, are the ones that have had a similar reaction, I think, to how we've talked to them originally through that recruiting process. And, you know, I remember one agent telling us, like, she had a bunch of interviews lined up right after us and she canceled the ball and just said, I want to go with you guys. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, if you obviously, we always say this to people, if you get that feeling, it's kind of yeah. a given that it's probably a good sign that it's a good fit. And, and it needs to be both ways. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, it sometimes, again, places don't always depend on it being both ways. If you call and say, I want to join you yeah. to a brokerage that may not have thought you were a great fit, they might still say, great, let's let's have at it. Mm -hmm. Because this is a unique industry where I don't know if it's different elsewhere. I don't think it is like you're not being paid a salary to work somewhere. You're making the brokerage mm -hmm. their revenue. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they're supplying you with all sorts of resources. And that's an obvious massive consideration that should be on your checklist yeah um to determine what you're getting and what it's costing and the economics of it but ultimately you shouldn't treat this exactly the same as a job interview where you're going in and trying everything you can try to convince people you're best for the job i think mm -hmm. confidence and all of that is very important once again but your doing the interview as much or more than the brokerage is doing the interview. Mm -hmm. And so you need to go equipped with a specific set of, of needs and wants that you know, and that you're looking to see if people are giving you because ultimately brokerages all have their own identity, whether they want to play the all things to all people card or not. There's a distinction when you go from interview to interview to interview or from office to office to office, you'll be able to tell, where do these people specialize? You know, what is their what is their culture like? What's their brand telling me? What's the way they communicate with people? Mm -hmm. What's the first thing that they say is the most important differentiator about them? These will really give you very clear distinguishing features that help you make a decision about what fits best for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other thing we we tell people is speak to our agents at our brokerage before making a decision. Because mm -hmm. it's one thing for it to come from the owners or the managers or whoever it is you're interviewing with, but it's quite another if you handpick a couple of agents on your own to speak with um, to understand their perspective and what they think differentiates the brokerage 
um, because everybody's experience is so different. And it it really depends because every agent kind of takes advantage of different things or is completely kind of like a lone wolf and wants to keep things going on their own. So it really depends on your personality. But you really want to do all of that due diligence ahead of time so that you're confident in your decision moving forward. Mm -hmm. Well, you also need to be aware of again, what the reasoning is, there's different things that drive you to want to do the switch. Mm -hmm. So like we talked about, it might be in a lot of cases, people who are disgruntled or upset with their own production, they're one bucket, but there's people who switch by virtue of just circumstance. Yeah. Like someone's moving to a new city and they're looking. Yeah, that's one reason I Someone just passed their courses. Like a lot of the people who are at our brokerage Mm-hmm. came to us as the first one they've seen, right? They didn't come saying, I'm not selling. I'm looking for someone to help me sell or they, or whatever it is, or I don't like my manager, things like that. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, here's what I need. And in a lot of cases, people don't know what they need. when yeah. they're e- Even when you've been in the industry long enough, mm-hmm. if you don't take the time to do a real self-assessment about where your strengths and weaknesses are and what you'd like to achieve for yourself, it's very hard to go somewhere and not be told what you need and believe it. Yeah, especially when you're starting out. Like I think back to when I started and I went with the brokerage that had the, it actually had the highest split, but the least monthly fees. And Mm. to me, that seemed less risky. So it was a cost. It was a cost thing. Um, and that's the case for a lot of people now. Like the, yeah. there's so many models out there for cost. Yeah. That that might be most important to you, but you need but to. But it, yeah, it like looking back, I mean, I guess it would have been stressful because I think the monthly costs were so much more severe with the one mm. that I was considering. But like in terms of my production, I would have actually done better with the model that had a higher monthly fee but lower splits. But anyway, all that to say, like making the decision specifically on cost, I don't think was the right one for me, at least. I I think making a decision on cost speaks to a bigger problem Mm -hmm. because a lot of people, and it's generalizing, a lot of people who are making a decision based on cost, I've got like a a hair in my mouth. You're laughing at me. I can't get it off my tongue. Um, Anyway, do you see the hair right now? No, I just see you kind of like Picking my tongue while I'm talking. (laughs) A, a lot of people who are <laughs> concerned about cost are concerned because deep down they're not sure how well they'll do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or they've been having struggles and now they're like, you know, or they've got a side hustle or they've got a full-time job and this is this is the side hustle. So they don't want to invest. And this goes, you know, brokerage fees at its base is going to be your largest constant fee. Mm-hmm like until you start building out a structure for yourself of whatever it is, marketing plans, automation systems, whatever. Yeah. And so when you start out of the gate saying, I need to pay the least amount possible, or, you know, I don't want a consistent cost. I only want to pay a lot when I do a deal. You're laying the groundwork for being less successful, Mm -hmm. I think, or you're making it harder on yourself. You could obviously be successful anywhere. Yeah. But if that's your priority, you're a little misguided if your real objective for yourself mm-hmm. is being successful and doing a lot of deals, right. right? The two don't align in a way that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of options and a lot of people right now who cater specifically to the low cost approach 
And that's because there's lots of people out there looking for a low cost approach. Mm -hmm. But I think right now we're, we're, I'm like, I'm so distracted with hair in my mouth and children outside the door making sounds right <laughs> they now. They just got like an archery set and I now know, they're the playing with it. It's good. But yeah. You can hear like suction cup arrows hitting our door. <laughs> it's like we told them we're in here recording. So they're shooting from outside the door. There's like, a, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think the mics are picking it up, but oh I assure God. you there's a small army outside the door who are shooting bows yeah. and arrows at our at our room right now. yeah well, anyway i mean like this is all the beforehand and we also wanted to talk about the, the actual, actual switch. switch um but obviously there's a lot to think about before you make the switch and making sure you're making the right decision because there's you know it, it's a big move it's a big decision you want to make sure you're confident with it so mm -hmm. that's our little preamble on that but in terms of actually so so now you've decided okay yeah. Thanks, this guys. I'm switching, though. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've assessed and I know I'm moving. Mm -hmm. What now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, when you've made that decision, obviously, you have to go through the motions of letting your current brokerage know and understanding, like, what's involved. Like, I think the contract is a big one of your existing brokerage. Like, yep. obviously, you've done that ahead of time, but hopefully... Well, you say obviously, but... Well... Yeah, oh, that mic's definitely picked somebody that up. Somebody got it. Somebody got uh, a, but a when, bullseye. But when you're thinking about the contract, like, I mean, there's two here, right? There's the one you're leaving from, the one you're getting into. Yeah. But definitely, if you didn't, and lots of people didn't review the contract that they're already in mm -hmm. with the brokerage you're at, you need to understand that before you do anything. 100%. Re really, and there's a lot of things we can go through, kind of the list of things that you should be aware of. Um, but really, it's all kind of centered around different versions of, I guess, penalty mm -hmm. and requirements that might be on your back the moment you say, I'm leaving. Yeah. It's it's not always, and it's often not as easy as just saying, thanks, I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. You know, my last effective day is today. Yeah. It's been great, right? Well, like, that's it. Yeah. Every, every contract is so different. You might have to pay something out. Maybe mm -hmm. you haven't made as much GCI as you promised you would um maybe you're under a contract and it, and it renews annually and you had no idea mm -hmm. um so all of these things definitely you want to look into and understand what the cost might be and having a conversation like i think speaking from a broker manager standpoint you know we've had people leave over the years not a ton but it feels much better when somebody act like gives us the heads up because like I think a lot of people are afraid that they're going to get talked out of it mm -hmm. or it's going to become combative. And a lot of places do. Yeah. But I think also like you want to give the, the brokerage the respect of letting them know ahead of time. So mm -hmm. like they're not completely caught off guard or felt like, you know, you couldn't confide in, like they couldn't confide in you. Because right. we've had a couple of situations, well, one situation I, I can think of where it was like literally they were told not to say anything to us and oh by they, the new brokerage yeah and they and they made the transfer mm -hmm. um before the the person even had a chance to speak with us and that person actually felt really bad and didn't feel comfortable with how it all went yeah. and it and it did feel pretty crappy but i mean it is what it is like i'm not going to say you know well, yeah and again circumstances are what they are like if you're leaving because of an uncomfortable situation yeah right which i mean knock on wood we haven't run into that here Mm -hmm. But if there's a reason that is personal or or professional, yeah, that's driving you to do it, then maybe there's a reason to be uncomfortable. But that doesn't change the fact that you need to understand 
the terms of leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's easiest to understand that by actually talking to a manager or talking to, a, you know, your broker record or whoever. But we talked about, you know, fees. We talked about terms. There's the question of your existing listings or clients. Yeah. Do those go with you? Do they? I mean, they do belong to the brokerage. Mm-hmm. And while, I mean, maybe we're crazy. Like, I mean, we treat things as very, not even common sense, just kind of common courtesy mm-hmm. that, you know, people who have done the work to earn something deserve to take it with them. But I don't even know if 50% of brokerages are like that. Like, I don't, I don't think yeah. that it's a I'm slam sure. dunk that you get to keep your stuff, but you need to understand that your clients that are signed, your database. I mean, I've heard stories of years of work. Basically, the the terms is basically you leave, you're at square one. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, and especially if you're on a team, those yeah. are other considerations to keep in mind, like what happens to your database. Like mm-hmm. there's so much that, uh, you know, think about your email address even because a lot of people go with the brokerage email. And if you've got like a domain under the brokerage and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, like those are the kinds of things that are going to be switched. Well, your brand. Your CRM could I, be. Everything. Like, yeah. Like if, if you've been integrated with tools your brokerage has given you, mm-hmm. those are going to disappear. Mm-hmm. If you have built a brand or built, you know, systems that are outside of the brokerage, it makes it a little bit easier generally. But Mm -hmm. again, understanding all of that is going to be crucial to make the transition less painful because the transition itself, if you've got to recreate things from scratch, yeah, you know, that's months like that's, you know, from listening to this podcast for three years, (laughs) how much work goes into building your business and how much time goes into doing it effectively. Yeah. And even though you might have the know-how and you might have an idea of the systems and all that, if it's all living within the environment you're in and you're leaving and you have to leave that behind, you need to budget for yourself time to take to do it properly. Yeah. And then understand, we haven't even started talking about the new place yet, but understand the parameters that the new place is going to potentially put on you as well or systems that you're required to work within there. Mm-hmm. that might not be consistent with what you've been used to doing. Yeah. Yeah. And the big ones there are obviously your transaction software and your showing software, um, transactions especially, because again, you want to make sure you're taking all your files with you. And a lot of brokerages nowadays deal with a lot of cloud type transaction platforms where, you know, it's, it's you're not saving as much to your own computer. It's all kind of there available for you. So if it doesn't go with you, then you're going to have to figure out a way to, to make sure you have all that in place before you move over. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, it's good and it's bad, right? Like technology is great that everything can be transferred very easily and everything is, is you know, in, like you said, in the cloud. But in a lot of ways, it's easier when you've got physical files you can pick up and take with you or not. Mm-hmm. And so just really, really understanding what comes, what goes, and what you're going into mm-hmm. from a, a logistical and from a, a resource technology transaction perspective is so important. And it becomes more and more important the longer you've been in the business and the more work you've done and the more entrenched in a system you've been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So... I mean, and also ask yourself, and we didn't really talk about this as part of the pre stuff, but how much time have you given to the brokerage 
that you're with. Because mm. there are some people who are just so stuck in this valley of despair. Yeah. And they've done that at a brokerage level where it's like, if this place doesn't work for me in two months or three months, I'm moving to another. Mm -hmm. And there comes a point in time where you really need to say, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. Right? Like if, if you've been moving on over and over again, what does that say? Like people are successful at any brokerage. At some point you need to say, okay, maybe I need to give more time to the brokerage or to building my systems instead of just constantly saying I need to go somewhere new. Yeah. Right? Because you'll never be able to establish your business. Yeah. Because of all that time it takes to transition in itself. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to give all that to somebody and give it to yourself to be able to, to be successful. Yeah, definitely. And like, it's much easier in, you know, thinking about reaching out to your current manager or brokerage owner and get, honestly telling them like, listen, I'm struggling in my business right now. I could really use some help or support. And their response, I think, could be very telling to whether or not it's a good thing to potentially move on or if it's something that maybe you should stick around for a little bit because they're committed to trying to help you mm -hmm. along like there like brokerages out there there's there's the boutique ones like us there's the ones that have hundreds and hundreds of agents i mean there's advantages and disadvantages to both types of brokerages and you know i think sometimes the bigger brokerages it's it's hard for them to provide that one-on-one -on -one training but if you're if you ask you never know mm -hmm. what might come of it or you know who they might suggest you partner with just to have a conversation or whatever mm -hmm. um it, it allows you to create the the comparative between where you're at and where you might be going right mm -hmm. so if a place doesn't have an existing coaching system or training whatever it is and so you can establish, okay, well, that doesn't mean you can't get that. It just might mean you've got to pay more money or use yeah. another resource. How does, if that's the only thing that's missing from your brokerage, is the right answer to go somewhere that offers it? Or is the right answer to say, hey, I like my brokerage. I just need coaching. Maybe I just need to get a coach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So look at what that, because ultimately you might be paying more at a brokerage that offers coaching and it's a right. one-stop shop and that's great, mm -hmm. but what are you maybe giving up or what are you creating unnecessary pain for right when it is a solution that's possible that way um when when you join a brokerage or when you joined the brokerage you're at what was the reason you joined in the first place mm -hmm. and are they delivering what it was that you had joined for that doesn't mean you need to stay there maybe when you got out of your courses you just wanted to go to the one that was the cheapest Mm -hmm. And now you've established your business to the point where you need more resources and you want to go somewhere that might not be as inexpensive, but provides you with the stuff that helps build your business better. That's a valid reason to yeah. move on. But if you went to a place because of the coaching and you've been getting the coaching, but your business isn't succeeding or some other reason, you need to ask yourself, well, they're doing what they said they were, were going to do and that I came to them for what really is the problem, mm -hmm. right? Or if they're not, it makes it easier to explain to them, hey, I came here because of the coaching and the coaching has been non-existent, Yeah. right? Like, I don't think most brokerages are going to sell you a bill of goods to get you in there and then not deliver what they said they do. Some will. Yeah, and I think it does happen because sometimes you get people, recruiters that are over, like just very excited to speak with you, to learn about you and to, you know, yeah. it, 
they say what they well yeah like like agents who tell clients like of course yeah yeah, i'll I'll stage your whole house and i'll paint your house and i'll do all those things yeah yeah exactly but you just have to again i think it goes back to speaking with people that work at the brokerage because that's where you can really understand where um where the value is Mm -hmm. so okay we've now talked about the pre we've talked about the kind of during so i mean part of that there's there's the logistical stuff like mm-hmm. the operational you know resignation letter and all that and i would suspect that's pretty consistent across most um places um but then it's you're starting fresh right like you need to in a lot of ways humble yourself when you're going into a new environment like again be confident but Take the time to learn more during the interviewing process. But then once you've decided, really immerse yourself in what this new environment is. Get to know more of the people who are there. Learn how they do things. Um, Really, I guess, invest in rebuilding relationships and rebuilding systems in a way that's going to allow you to then go forward and again, be seamless Mm -hmm. in hitting the ground running. Right. And maybe that's something you do you know, in the interim, I know people who have joined us have been training with us and have been meeting with us yeah, a month I think, before they've started. I think that's always good. Like, especially if you can get your business cards ordered and your signs updated and things like that so that you're not struggling to do it all quickly, right? When you make the announcement, like the announcement's an exciting time. I mean, <laughs> truth be told, like, I don't think many people care yeah. beyond the the industry or the people that you're, you're that are your colleagues. Um, but you know, you just, you just want to feel confident and prepared going into this change. So as much of the back end stuff that you can do, the more of the, um, what is it called? Like the admin type stuff and mm-hmm. the, that stuff, it's, it's always good. Yeah. Housekeeping. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and with that comes maybe doing things like building a new brand for yourself or adjusting like little yeah. tweaks yeah. are very important. Right. And it, and it, they helps. are. Yeah. Well, they, they could be. I mean, if you've, if you've been built around being a fill in the blank agent yeah, for a long for time, sure. you want to separate, you know, that yeah. there's more clout in not making it necessarily the fanfare around the announcement. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause again, I agree. Like people don't care. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of announcements and like, I like it's exciting like don't get me wrong but like the lead up to these announcements and just like people like yeah honestly nobody cares it's I mean good for them but I think we put too much thought into and that's why I'm kind of like a little hesitant even about the branding stuff because I'm just becoming more a I've always known this but like I want people to understand the branding the social media the messages it's all good it's all important but in order to grow your business it's the activity that you're doing that happens a lot behind the scenes i'm still talking housekeeping yeah yeah i'm saying if you have a brand that needs to be changed because you're at a new brokerage yeah you need to get that shit together yeah out of the gate because in order to continue whatever your activities are Mm -hmm. assuming there's a brand associated with it i'm not saying none of this has to do with announcing any of it like i don't think anybody needs to even the best type of transition is the one nobody knows about. Yeah. Right? Like you've built database, you've built relationships. Well, and then that's, I think that's probably what you want to be thinking about is how 
or if at all you I don't want think to you be should. announcing. Well, some people want to want to say it, what, like, but a lot of people, yeah, like I don't. A, unless there's a reason, like unless there's a something. Preference, yeah. Like I'm not saying it's hurtful because it's not, but you've built in most cases your relationships and your business around yourself, not around your brand, right, or your brokerage in yeah. any way. Mm-hmm. And so unless there's a real tangible or material difference in where you're going and how you're going to be able to communicate with people or yeah. or tools that are now available that you want to use as maybe a reason for a touch point, I don't see it as being a benefit to you to tell your database much. Like you don't need to hide it from them, but yeah. making that like a positive I really don't, I, I still don't get it. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, if you're changing jobs, when you're announcing you're in real estate, that's different. Mm-hmm. But when you're going from one brokerage to another, unless there's an actual change to the service you're providing, right? Like, the, the way you'd put it is either, you know, I've been held back and now I'm doing better, which doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. Or I guess the only real way to do it is like, I, it's either my you know my great service is going to continue everything you know and now i'm backed by a great team that you know provides more tools and more whatever that i can offer which is great okay like a message like that is fine but i almost feel like that's a nice sidebar the next time in your existing system you reach out to somebody mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think yeah i think it's a good thing to just think about and really even as an example look to other people who might have recently changed and who are who are the people that are commenting on these posts it's likely other real estate agents and it's like honestly do we really need to even like worry about that or you know focus our time so anyway i mean it's an exciting change i get it like people want to be excited about it but at the same time i just want to make sure that at the end of the day you are making a switch likely because you want to enhance your business and so take advantage of what that new brokerage is offering like make sure you're focused on that stuff um really immersing yourself because the other thing that we often see is you know you you have a lot like all brokerages have different resources i mean some of them don't let's mm-hmm. be honest but there, you know there's so many resources that certain brokerages provide and the uptake on it is is so horrendous you know so you know if you're joining a brokerage for a certain reason make sure you're making the most of it like take advantage of the training of the one-on-ones or whatever it is that they're offering so that you really can make the most of your career and have the accountability you're likely looking for and have the ability to put the blinders on to the stuff you're not going to use yeah because there's there's yeah. so much noise mm-hmm. and you're going to hear so much from people about all the great stuff they offer and all these great new never before seen tools or revolutionary whatever and it's like okay that's great but if that doesn't serve your plan don't manufacture your plan to fit something you're being told is great it's the same as picking a CRM system like that's what we were saying before like the process you go through for this is no different than any other part of your strategy. Your brokerage is a big part of your strategy and your business plan is who you work with and who represents you and who provides you tools that help you do your job. Yeah. But you don't need to fit yourself into somebody else's plan to be successful, especially if you've already been doing this and been successful to this point. I think you're especially vulnerable 
if you're one of those people who's switching because you haven't been having success, mm-hmm. now you're looking for people to tell you all the reasons you haven't been successful. Yeah. You need to look within yourself to, to figure that out. Yeah. And then identify what's missing and see, first of all, if that's a function of the brokerage you're with. And if it is, look for those things in the brokerages you talk to because mm-hmm. that will allow you to better identify who's best for you and trust your gut just trust your gut it's the like i feel like it's the most honest (laughs) honest Mm -hmm. uh thing that you can trust in terms of making your gut's so honest it is well you get the feelings right and i think a lot of people get swayed by popular belief whether it's a crm or whether it's a brokerage and sometimes like everybody has different preferences and you Mm -hmm. just have to go with what best fits you and your your business um and try to try to ignore the the noise around you well and i hate to say it if your if your goal is not being super successful in real estate and for some people it's not for some people and i i I don't support this and we don't support this but some people will go to a brokerage purely on image purely on it's where people i know are Mm -hmm. or it's where i want to have my social media showing things and all that If that's your goal, that's your goal. Just be prepared for what that's going to result in and be really clear with your objectives and why you're doing things. And if that's what you're trying to do, that's not what we talk about on this on this podcast, but it is what a lot of people use as a basis for their decisions. Um, And so with that, I'm going to submit to the fact that now, in addition to arrows being shot at our door, there's a dog scratching on our door. It's like it's like like a zombie movie where things are just trying to punch in here. So. I've said what I need to say. Have you said what you need to say? I have. I'm good to go. All right. Well, if anybody's looking for a new brokerage and you're in the GTA. <laughs> and you've searched deep and you know a change is important to you and would be helpful for your business, reach out. Yeah. Give us give us a shout. And uh, we aren't one of those brokerages who take everybody who call. Yeah. You know, we need the feels the same way that everybody else does. And like Katie said. That's what you should be looking for wherever you go is leave that interview saying, I found my people. I found mm-hmm. the right the right answer. Yeah. And then dive in. Yeah. And we've got some exciting guests coming up in the next few episodes. So make sure to check back in. The best way to do that is to follow us. It's so true. you will be notified of all of our new episodes that come out each week. So thanks for listening and we will see you next week. Bye bye. Level up, level up, level up, level up, level up.